The following program is a Podcast One.com production. And here it is. Yeah. You here live. it is. You live. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Dr. This, Drew. Yes, sir. You and I make the greatest podcast on the fucking planet. Let me just say, uh, do you have any trouble getting here? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I've never seen so many high patrol cars in my entire effing life. Well, you take the freeway to get here. I'm just saying. Yeah. On the freeway. Yeah. I've never seen. Li- the freeways were lined with high patrol. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It Why? was crazy. Because I guess some protesters came out onto the freeway. What are you protesting? Where you been? You live in a hole? No, I live in Venice Beach. In a hole. So, uh, Ferguson, the verdict went down tonight. Yeah, that's in fucking Missouri. I know. And every major city is having stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I listen, it's funny because you live where no black people are. I live where there's a ton of black people. I didn't, No protest. Explain. Uh, don't know. Okay. I, I'm surprised. California has a long, LA has a long heritage of, of riots. Of, uh, long heritage of riots and long yeah. heritage of, of segregation. It's the most yeah. Yeah. So, incredibly segregated place. So in I'm the world. imagining. I, I don't know if it's accidentally. So or, I'm imagining it's in the segregated areas where everything's integrated. Right, but and I cool. drive through the most successfully segregated place. You know, yeah, I know. So everybody's cool. It's, it's stuff that there's. I get, Okay. You know, I guess you're right. Yeah. Stuff I mean, simmering is where there's trouble. You know, and I we, we have a lot to cover here on this yeah. podcast. Is this for I, me? Yeah, I need help. Dude. What? This is happening all the time. Yeah, not because of me. For once, I'm not the culprit. Okay, you'll tell me about Fuck it. Fuck Express Scripts. Yeah. In their ass. I know, I know. With a serrated knife and I no know. lube. I know. All right. Um, uh, we have to talk to the people from Craft Vapory. Uh, we have a lot to get to, but I just want to say this. Yes. There was a time and a place not too long ago, for those of you who listen to the show outside of Southern California, especially outside of Los Angeles County, there was a time and a place where 75% of the places that I go to daily, you could not go to. It was that violent. It was that unbelievably brutal uh, and, and just oh, daily graphic violence. Now, not only is it gentrified, but like successfully to the point that places like City of Compton where – you know, it's kind of famous because, like, a lot of rappers come from there, and it's noted as being, like, a pretty yeah, gang-infested yeah. area. I mean, through the help of a lot of people, you know, Magic Johnson most notably, I, I, I guess most famously. But it's, like, nice now. Yeah. Now, granted, look, I'm not trying to denigrate people in the city. I understand it's not Beverly Hills, but, like, it's nice. Like, there's yeah. there's neighbor, there's neighbor movie theaters and Starbucks. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's, it's called pro- progress. It's, but it's, it's yeah. like, beautiful. It yeah. really is beautiful I to know. see. And it wasn't that long ago where it wasn't just not nice. It was a fucking war zone. Yeah. And so I just, good on you, people have lost. Like, there is progress. Now, Oh, granted, and listen to what I said. I, I, did two, I did almost two hours live without a commercial break yeah. on this goddamn thing. And uh, one of the things I said more than once was, I feel so privileged to be in a in a city. Well, it's LAPD and Highway Patrol and Sheriff's Department, who don't use lethal force. They they use everything else yeah. to, to capture perps without having to use resort to release. Yes. They use the canine. They use the, the they have all kinds of pursuit procedures. They use rubber bullets. They use beanbags. All kinds of stuff. It's a weird city to be a cop in, but they've they've figured out a way to really kind of yeah manage it. As best why can't as possible? there be a professional standard? Is all I'm saying. Well, and I, you're right because yeah. I, I, I mean, your brother loves a cop, the right? Actual day he, he for like 30 years yeah. now he's uh, in private. Does he have a feeling about sector. all this? Not really. Um, he because he said, uh, you, ironically enough, 
his sentiment was similar to yours in that he said cops and teachers is the only thing where you, you just see the standards are all over the from place. place to yeah, from city to city. I mean, you got to remember it, every it, little it city. Just people unbelievably forget this. This is what Ferguson, varies. Yeah, taught to me is every little town has to fund and field their own force. Right. So it's a reflection of that community. Well, yeah. not just that. It's just the, there's no the variability is all built into that. They may not be able to afford the rubber bullets, sure. and the, no. they may not attract the right kind of personnel, or they may not have an interest in building a certain kind of police department. I'm, who knows? I'm, I'm not I'm, someone who is every little uh, town experienced in law enforcement. I've, I'm someone who's experienced at being the receiver of. Uh, law enforcement, yeah, and 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 their RAF, but uh, <laughs> I will say that I don't know if it has to do with the equipment. I think it's more so that it's training and and experience. Like most guys in the LAPD and LA County sheriffs, they're not going to fuck around, yeah, because there's far too many killers out there, yeah. So, but even they, there's no nonsense. Not, but they manage know? not to use lethal force, yes. unless they have to. Yes, just saying. Yes, even that, 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 we just don't hear about it. Uh, no, I, I cornered. There were some sheriffs staked out at the, oh, I'm out them at the gas station by the entrance to the 101 off Coenga, yeah. where they station themselves to see if you're texting as you drive down Coenga. And uh, they specifically said, uh, I, I cornered them. I said, I asked them, well, am I right about this? They said, yeah, yeah, we're lucky that we have all those resources. They don't have them in a little town outside Missouri. You know, Missouri. So, All right. Anyway. Well, enough about that. I Listen, I just people— Maybe You should bring your brother-in-law in here for a for podcast sometime. Well, he Wouldn't would be very be interesting because after being a, a Los Angeles police officer, yeah. which is hardcore, interesting enough, yeah. he went into privatized bomb and drug detection, canine bomb and drug detection. Love it. And that happened almost a couple months before 9-11. Mm. So now he just has this huge business. He just wow. kind of fell into that. He loved dogs. He loved law enforcement. Wow, hates drugs. And it just boom. <laughs> All right. The gentlemen from Craft Vapory are here, and the vaping industry is probably one of the most transformative and burgeoning scenes I've seen in a long time. It went from, hey, what are those weird things people are holding in their hands, to practically a vape bar in every town, in every corner, to and different products, both for, you know, like aftermarket products for different you know, vape cigarettes to the, the vaping cigarettes themselves. So, uh, gentlemen, please introduce yourselves, first off. Hi. Uh, first, Drew, thanks very much for that tip about Coenga. Yeah, yeah. be careful. <laughs> That's huge. Be careful. Um, my name is Omri. I'm the CEO, uh, co-founder of Craft Vapory. What type, if you, if you, uh, sorry to interrupt. Do you mind me asking, what type of name is that? It's Israeli, actually. That's very cool. All right. And uh, you, sir? I'm Josh. Yeah. And I'm the COO and co-founder of Craft Vapory. Now, first off, before we get to the ins and outs of vaping, how like how did you come to the conclusion of who's going to have which job? <laughs> like, what makes you more disciplined or more organized, or that that made you the COO? Or uh, well, he's he's actually the boss. So he's because he just put up the most money. He, it was his idea. Uh, it was it was our idea. Yeah. Yep, we came to the uh, to the idea together. But I have an investment firm that kind of launched the business right. and put it together. Right. right. So okay. he he put in more money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you chose you hand chose him, I'm sure, to be COO because he's a he's actually a sharp dude. I chose him okay. to be CEO. <laughs> you chose him backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, all right. So you guys, you uh, you get together and you say we're going to start a vape cigarette company. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Okay. How did it start? So uh, I was already in the industry. I was the chief marketing officer for the first uh, e-cig company in the U.S. What was Which that? one's that? Uh, it's called Safe Sig. Okay. It's no longer around. Okay. Uh, poor management. Um, 
so I was doing that. Omri was looking at the industry, and we had we knew each other through several mutual friends and had looked at other deals together before. Uh, and as he was looking at that industry, I was kind of looking for where the industry was going next because I knew that the devices that were out initially wouldn't last. Okay. And it, it, what was it dude, that you saw that was limiting? Well, to the, we call to them the Sigalikes, and okay. you've seen them. They're these things in Seven Eleven, and you know all these different places. They look like they're cigarettes. Like cigs, yeah. They they're very limited. They're limited in terms of power. They're limited in terms of the vapor production. They typically come in cigarette flavor or menthol flavor. They typically only come in two strengths, like a light and a regular. Okay. Uh, so no real choice. And battery I, life is minimal. Runs out very fast. So I want to get away from smoking. Okay. Right, and I smoked for 22 years. You did? Yeah. You I, don't look old enough to smoke for 22 years. Thank you. Okay. Thank he, you. he did when he was smoking. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I smoked almost two packs a day. Uh, wow. Towards the of end. Reds. Of, of, yeah, Marlboro Reds. I was, uh, I'm, was you know, the true cowboy killer. Okay. Uh, Only person I've ever heard of, by the way, who s- smoked a cigarette while in the shower in the morning. Wow. Do you uh, have a calcium score done or a treadmill test? or No. You should go do all that. Did you bring your black bag? Or no, you gonna no. do that? <laughs> it's a CAT scan. Uh, I've had, well, okay, so I was actually diagnosed with uh, COPD and emphysematic blebs, which I'm sure you understand uh, even better than I do. Uh, but basically the onset of emphysema. Outside of, of smoking, though, were you a relatively healthy guy? Oh, or? yeah. I, okay. was, I did CrossFit. I was going to say, you look really like young and healthy and vibrant. And Thank stuff. you. I don't know how long ago you quit, but... Uh, three years ago. Okay. All right. So, uh, and I was pretty healthy other than the fact that my lung capacity sucked. Okay. Um, and so I could do anything non-cardio related and do it well. I, I used to train CrossFit. I was trying to get into the CrossFit games at one point. It was, you know, it was a thing. Um, but, you know, for me, not being able to breathe was a big deal. Sure. So obviously, <laughs> I went to the doctor and he was like, well, you need to quit smoking now. And then, of course, I was an addict. So I, I left his office and had five cigarettes. Right. Um, so e-cigs were the only way that I could get off of cigarettes. Uh, you did you try gum hypnosis, gum patch, okay. uh, acupuncture, Chantix, uh, Chantix, uh, Wellbutrin before that. Um, nothing with really great success. I'd okay. quit. I'd go back. I'd you know. Um, and I should say that I don't think of any of this as a way to quit smoking. I think mm-hmm. of it as an alternative. How old were you when you started? Thirteen. Yeah. See, Ooh. the young teens are unlikely to stop. So it's almost as though I, I'm not going to say this because the clinical data is not there yet, but I'm going to predict that there'll be a day when they say, "Oh, you start when you're 13. This is what you have to do. You have to have some kind of nicotine replacement because like you're not gonna, you're not going to stop." Yeah, and because I'm sure you'll, you know, I've actually heard you talk about this before, but you know, my father passed away when I was young. It kind of fit that profile of like the young addict, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but especially nicotine. There's a just a huge study that came out recently that showed that nicotine primes the brain in ways that are irreversible to the addiction to many substances, but nicotine amongst them. That's I, ir- an irreversible drive that's profound. I'm going to speculate, too. I mean, this is a little off topic, but um, I'm going to speculate that they, they're going to notice an almost directly proportional difference between kids who start smoking weed early and oh, yeah, kids. Oh, that's, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, because, but the, I, I just don't— <clears throat> The big thing there is the brain changes that they see in adolescents and adults, reversible in adults, irreversible in adolescents. I was going to say that— the, the from what we know of like <clears throat> i do think that it's more difficult to be a weed addict although i do think it exists some people come deny it completely yeah. i think that you're more prone to be what is considered a drug addict that is using marijuana as your drug of choice if you start smoking weed really early also you're at risk for other addictions starting, right. early. Starting, starting early means you're unregulated and so you're looking for solutions to feel better and right you start with weed because that's the one that's in front of you but you go on to other stuff because right. that's you're needing more so you 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 say doctor has told me 
I'm fucked. <laughs> 22 years I've been smoking. Mm-hmm. I'm not an old man, Mm-mm. but I'm I'm addicted. I mean, I I got to so. Yeah, okay. So so that is where you you go in with the bulb future and the chantix, the da 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 da. And this So none up. of it worked. Okay. And so, you know, the the CEO of SafeSig came into my office. I used to develop websites and do digital marketing and said, "We want you to, you know, do our digital marketing." I said, "Great. Who are you?" And he slid this starter kit across the table and the light bulb went off. You know, here was a thing that felt like smoking, tasted like smoking, gave me the same sensation <laughs> as smoking, but was in every way felt like it was better for me. Did it did it did it kind of scratch that itch, that kind of intangible itch? You know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about so, when you smoke a cigarette? It has scratched to. like 90% of it. Okay. And so what I realized pretty quickly is there's a ton of other things that you're addicted to in cigarettes, right? There's 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 a bunch of known... driving and smoking and well no I mean the actual chemicals that they oh, put okay, in there, okay. lead and styrene and chloroform in these small doses are also addictive Maybe chloroform they, yeah also the heat and the way you the, and the way you inhale it and the you yeah. know the, the qualities that you the, the rate in which you inhale it and stuff so electronic cigarettes gave me the same hand to mouth kind of satisfaction it gives me the nicotine it gives me the inhale the exhale uh, but so the first day it was, I was a little cranky and then I gave it that first day and all of a sudden I was like, wait, I feel like I'm free of these things. And I, 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 I noticed you have it. nicotine dosing in your, in your preparations. We do. do you, were you already at the highest dose at that point? I started you... at the highest So uh, you were already there. Dose yeah, and there. worked my way down okay. and now I'm at the lowest dose. So if I went any lower, I'd be at no nicotine. Wow. Wow. Uh, so and that's pretty common with vapors. We see that across the board. That they can a lot. taper down. Well, yeah. also as the devices get more powerful, I'm getting more per inhale, mm. and so I just don't need as much, you know, concentration of the of the nicotine itself. Uh, but those devices were limited that I started with, right? So I started there, and you know that was good enough. But I saw pretty quickly how it was easy to go back to cigarettes. They sell these things right next to cigarettes. You know, they look like cigarettes. They're designed to taste like cigarettes. What about the rumors I hear that cigarette companies are involved in their distribution and the? They're involved. Yeah, every so- major cigarette company has an e-cig product out. You know, the, the Wells Fargo tracks this industry right along with the tobacco industry. They they know it's the future. It's going to supplant tobacco. They they predict within ten years, right? Yeah. So Lorillard acquired the. I'm sure you've heard of the company Blue, or you've seen the ads. Yeah, yeah. that's so, Dorf, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Lorillard, which owns Newport and Cool, acquired Blue about two years ago for over a hundred million dollars. Uh, pre, you know, I, I believe it was pre-revenue or very early on. Yeah, and so uh, Lorillard's in the game, and now Lorillard's being acquired by R.J. Reynolds. R.J. Reynolds, who owns Camel, also owns uh, Views. They launched that recently, which is an e-cig. Um, and then Philip Morris Altria uh, launched the Mark 10. Um, so, so every big tobacco company is in the space, but they're in kind of what we call the SIG alike or e-SIG side of the market, right. which is where Josh started when he was at SafeSIG, um, but is, we believe, a very limited industry. Um, and the industry that's growing much more rapidly is kind of this open system vaping industry. The, that, kind of, the things that, that kind of look like uh, they look like uh, big spark plugs. They're well, they're they're yours, all different shapes and sizes. Yours look but... like a really high end uh, manual coffee grinder, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I will take that. Uh, so, you know, for me, it was, you know, very limited on flavor, very limited on vapor production, limited in terms of the strength choices that I had. And I just felt like something was still missing. Okay. Uh, so when I started using the kind of do it yourself systems, the type of stuff that we sell now at Kraft. That's when the real light bulb went off. Because what I realized then, and what I realized when I was still selling the Sigalikes, was that 
cigarettes were sold based on flavor, right? Whether or not you could actually discern the difference in flavor between all, all the brands that were out there, the marketing behind cigarettes was all about come to where the flavor is. It was flavor country. It was all about flavor. Sure. And, and and kind of the culture behind that uh, correlated with the flavor. I mean, sure. Winston's was kind of more for like the NASCAR guy. Like the Marlboro was like a cowboy thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Asian guys I knew, they smoked parliaments or, you know, Armenian guys. It, it, like there was a, there was like an urban connection to certain type of cigarettes. And there was, you know, everyone had their own culture. Sure. Yeah. When you're in New York, everyone smokes Newports. Right, you go right, somewhere right. else, they smoke Cools. Sure. Uh, so the beauty of the vaping industry, which is kind of the newest segment of the e-cig market, is that there are thousands of choices when it comes to flavors, right? Which is awesome. But as a new user, it's horribly daunting. Yeah. Right? It's just too hard to get into at first because you don't really know. You need a guide. You need someone to hold your hand and kind of step you through it. Especially right. when we were starting out uh, because back then there was, you know, it was ver- the very beginning of even vape shops uh, and L.A. was really the hub, but they weren't really anywhere else in the country yet. And the vape shops carried what they carried. You know, there was very low-quality product out there, low-quality hardware, low-quality liquids. And Josh and I both went through thousands of dollars before even finding kind of the good things. Okay. And what we realized through that was really, you know, approaching this industry as entrepreneurs but also as consumers who wanted to use the product and wanted it to work well. And I think that's important when you're dealing with something that you consume. I mean, pardon the pun, you, but it's different than making shirts. Absolutely. I mean, when totally. you're talking about something you put in your body, it, I think it is important that you have a vested interest in the quality well, of it. It's not just you know? that you oh, yeah. put it in your body, but it, it's it's so it's so ingrained in the psyche of the user, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 addiction to the nicotine becomes so much more and there are so many representative things of that the smell of the pack the way that you you know the the smell of the cigarette itself the the sound of it lighting the flick of the lighter like all of that becomes part of the addiction cycle the and packing so, of the, yeah, the pack. packing of the cigarette so yeah. you know what vaping has allowed me to do is to reorient i'm still addicted to nicotine sure but it's what it, it's allowed me to reorient that towards something where i have full control over how much vapor i create what flavor I'm using, what strength of it I'm using. And I can control all of that through the device and through the liquid that I put into it. So now I've kind of taken control of it. And for me, it's not only a way to scratch the itch for the nicotine, it keeps me from eating, right? So I keep my boyish figure here. Sure. Uh, but it all, you know, it, it satisfies something larger than I was getting with just cigarettes alone because it's gone back to flavor. And, and and you can regulate it, say like a, like I do with my coffee. When it's right when I wake up, I want the the triple espresso red eye, mm-hmm. and then maybe before I'm like coming to Love Line at night, I just like maybe like half decaf, half thin. You know what I'm saying? Like For you sure. can you can kind of control. Well, how not much- only can do that, but I can say okay in the morning I want something fresh and light in terms of a flavor. I can start off with a fruit flavor, uh-huh. but maybe after dinner I'm ready to relax with my wife and my kids are finally asleep. Uh, you know, I can kick back and say, okay, now I want like a rich dessert flavor. Yes. Right? And I, then I can also vary the strength. So, you know, nicotine is a stimulant. And so right. I can kind of vary whether I want that full blast for first thing in the morning or that more kind of relaxing, you know, non-nicotine vape towards the end of the evening. Yeah, we were actually just talking about that outside. Um, you know, we were talking about how when you go out and have drinks with your friends, you may bring out a stronger nicotine version uh, of, of a stronger liquid uh, with nicotine. And then when you're kind of doing your daily thing, you may kick it down. So, you know, a lot of people smoke a lot more when they drink. So that's a, you know, you can kind of regulate it to that degree. 
That's for damn sure, right? Yeah. Do you ever use any other forms of nicotine replacement alongside of it, like gums or we've just... We've both tried them all in the past. No, but I don't mean as a replacement for it, but as a way oh. of... Ad, an adjunct? An no. adjunct no. alongside not, of it. Not, not after we... You know, when, back when I, when I would smoke, I would, you know, bring gum for an aerpl- a long airplane ride or something. But now that I found this... You know, it's all I need. And now, you guys, you guys are super sharp guys. I mean, you could tell you really, you Thank didn't you. just get into this willy nilly. You've really done thorough and comprehensive research and investment oh, yeah. in your own product. Do you have any kind of insight into what, if any, are the side effects of vaping overall? Because Dr. Drew's been open about the fact that even the medical community is still kind of up in the air. I, they, everyone's pretty I, much in agreement that it's better than smoking. N- no, I, I've always said that. Yeah. I, I don't think everyone is in agreement about no, that. I think there's there's no, a, consensus. I think it's it's getting the crap kicked yeah. out of well, it in the media. But well, are, are we sure, are we the, sure the, that the, the people that are saying that it's not better than smoking aren't cigarette companies? No. No, and, and more so companies, they're Remember, cigarette companies are in this business. They're now, right. today they are, they're, but yeah. they they're were funding companies. a lot of. Yeah, they were they were funding a lot of it before, and now the the drug companies, big pharma, has a lot to lose here. No, it's it's physicians. I'm telling you, it, and it, it's the moralizing. It's these people are going to start selling to teenagers. They're pushers. That, that's the feeling is that you're you're going to be pushing a nicotine to young people. And my thing is, wait, wait, wait a minute. Where'd you, what about? Let's forget that for a second. What about the people whose lives we've been talking about for years that we'd like to save here, who have emphysema and heart disease? All the push in Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act that we've got to get rid of smoking. This does it. Yeah. This does it. It may have some liabilities that we've not yet measured. There's worries about the phenols and stuff, and you guys can address that. I'm unconvinced those are major risks, but mm-hmm. whatever. I, I don't know yet. But for God's sakes, we're going to take – Tens of millions of smokers and sacrifice them because you've assumed that this is going to be, begin to be sold to adolescents. That's ridiculous. Yep, we agree. And do, do you guys go out of your way, or is there any kind of measures you take to make sure that you don't get labeled as a company that is marketing towards absolutely towards oh, children? Yeah. Okay. So first off, we age gate our website. Okay, right. We make sure that you 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 certify that you're a certain age. In California specifically, we check ID because the you know the attorney general here set mandates that we have to. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I think you should set, set that as a standard. No, and, of and, course. And yeah. we, you know what we it's like to be an adolescent smoker. Absolutely. It's not a nicotine addict. It's not fun. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do, <laughs> kind of everything against the highest standard yeah. from day one. Even yeah. though the sure. rules aren't in place yet, we feel you should play by the rules that so, will eventually come down and kind be, of what's right. You should, right. Right. You should do what's right and what helps people. So exactly. I do want to say that there's a lot of people out there that say that flavors themselves, that it's are the problem. Like like a cheesecake, oh, right, so that's the problem. Is attracting children, okay. right? And and to my argument is that aren't adults allowed to like flavor as well? Like yeah. just because uh, I grew up doesn't mean I so can't. Assumpt- well, that's fucking insane. Though. But there's an assumption that that is created for children. That's what I've. Read. Wait a second. So then, how can cheesecake be okay if something look, that's look, flavored like cheesecake about, is aimed at children? Think about <laughs> you and us and gum. Right. All those gums that you and I chew. I understand that. That's not that's geared toward us. It's geared towards us and we're fucking ridiculously dumb for it. We got we get goo goo gaga over it. Right. But my point is is that to say that something is flavored like say cheesecake is geared towards children, then how can cheesecake be not geared right. towards children? Right. Like that's insane. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Now, you know, sure, there are there are candy flavors out there, right? There's a breakfast cereals category. Oh, and listen, I I have I always forget to say I've got to say something. I, as far as I know, we have no financial relationship. I don't, I, as a physician, I don't receive any money from you guys. That's correct. I, I don't, and I always have to say this in any sure, product. Sure, no, I it, understand. And th- that's how I got burned 20 years ago. People I understand. understand that's, and that's how, how I got burned. That's how poor uh, Dr. Oz got ripped up. Yeah? Uh, th- well, he got ripped for, for a, a slightly different, different reason. Okay. But, 
but uh, and and we're talking in speculative areas. The schools, the research is still out in some of these areas. Sure. And you're speaking from your perspective, uh, and I can't speak with any expertise on any of this because there isn't one yet. Right. So we may all learn that there's something not so good about this in ten years. But now it looks like a good thing in, in my clinical perspective. And I am not a doctor in any way and have no experience. And I don't get paid shit to do this podcast. <laughs> so I will say I put my name out there saying. I don't care. As, as long as you're taking the power of f- giving power back to smokers and taking it away from companies that are pretty much dead set on making a, a man-made disease, which is that of being smokers. I mean, it's one of the most – this is coming from the mouth of a drug addict, a, a, you know, a, a, a man who's addicted to alcohol and cocaine for a long period of time. Uh, there's nothing worse than cigarettes. I mean, so, it's, so, it's just the most fucking destructive thing you can possibly I, do. I yourself. agree. So finish the on the phenols and stuff. Finish the safe. So uh, as, and try to be. Please try to be as, as as based in research that's readily available. You know, what I mean, so people. Can okay. Check well, uh, let's start with the, the absolute knowns. Right. Yeah. It contains nicotine. Yeah. Right. In high doses, totally could be a poison. Right. Uh. Yeah. But. And low doses, mild stimulant. And, and listen, that's why uh, people get addicted to the gum, and it's like good. Mm-hmm. You're addicted to the gum. You're not addicted to cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you shouldn't be pregnant in doing it, but that's about it. Right. It dehydrates you. That's well known, yeah. right? We advise everyone that vapes they should drink water, right? Okay. Probably good people for you with anyway. cardiac arrhythmias should talk to their doctors. Uh, <clears throat> other than that, the research is you know is few and far between. What we've started to see is that there doesn't seem to be too much detectable in the secondhand vapor that I would exhale. Concern, there was concern about that. It there was, was a ton bizarre. of it, and, and there's three studies so that so bizarre. far that have shown that nothing has shown up. Right. Nothing, nothing more harmful than what's already in the air. Uh, <clears throat> there is a transient respiratory effect, right? Your, your lungs do react. It, they say it lasts about five minutes. In contrast, cigarettes is about 45. Is it, is, is it a tightening of the, of the airway, or is it a pr- mucus production? Or do you know it's mucus production okay. and irritation. Okay. So just uh, how, how do you, as a uh, clearly very active guy, how do you respond to that in comparison to being a smoker? Okay, so when I was a two-pack-a-day smoker, mm-hmm. a flight of stairs would win me. Wow. Like, okay. this conversation would win me. Yeah. Uh, now I can run mile, mile and a half before I just want to kill myself, yeah. but that's because my legs don't work like they should. Uh, I can chase my kids around the park. I can play basketball with my older son. Uh, I, I can smell everything again wow i yeah, can taste again yeah. i don't stink my wife enjoys being around me a lot more <laughs> i will say you do not stink you smell uh, quite pleasant i you know i i, I personally <laughs> think that vaping saved my relationship um because you know i'm my wife is an eater mm-hmm. all right and i'm a snacker and we were both pretty unhappy with where we were in the world and she you know i was vaping and she said that smells delicious and it's making me want to eat and so i just handed her the vape and now she vapes Right, and she vapes zero nicotine. There's no nicotine in it, but she vapes, and she vapes instead of snacking, and she's a lot happier. I bet, and she's maybe lost a couple pounds. She has. Wow. She looks fantastic. Look at that, and especially after two kids. So the the phenol issue. What's up with that? Oh yeah, sorry. I'm going to defer to you, Doc, because it's. Well, I don't know. I, 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 there's worry about it, but there's no proof. There, that's issue. the point. Yeah. There's no proof. There's just worry, there's worry, worry about worry. a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's worry about you know diacetyl, uh, which makes things taste like butter and delicious but people someone said at one point well that could cause popcorn lung no proof no studies nothing to back it up but now no one you you know but now no one might touch anything with diacetyl and let's say there is the the phenols do cause i don't know some progressive lung something um if it's orders of magnitude less problematic than cigarettes 
Maybe still. Yeah, it's got to be better yeah. than you know than still we have two a packs a day of yeah, burning I, a tree. Yeah. That's my thing. It just has to be. I yeah. can't. Uh, now maybe we're wrong, but it just it's just counterintuitive to think that yeah. it wouldn't be, or is a magnitude better, if not completely better. Especially because even though you, granted it's been kind of a limited period of time, yeah, there have been a lot of people who have looked at this. Right, there's been a lot of money that's gone into testing this. You would think there would be some major red flags. Something, by now. something, yeah. some some area of real concern, and it, it always it comes out as a vague concern. Right. Yeah. I will say that my first lung capacity test was around sixty-two percent. My last one was at around 90, 80, wow. 90. Now, my doctor would say that's because I've learned how to more efficiently use the tissue that still remains there. Mm-hmm. I just feel better. I, feel, I don't hack and cough. Right. I don't wake up wheezing. You know, I'm not coughing up crap every morning. And, it's and fantastic. Everyone I know that that has switched from smoking cigarettes to to vape cigarettes, they say they say the same thing. They, look, I don't know what the science is. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's maybe it is fucking psychosomatic. All I know is, no, is that 100 percent of the people that I know that have switched have said, "Yeah, I feel a ton better. I just but feel." But see, better. now if you ask the people that use e-cigs versus yeah. the people that are vaping, uh-huh. the e-cig Ooh, people what's the almost universally the went back to cigarettes. What the, the, really? You, you, tell so us the, the e-cigs are these small disposable devices that you see in Seven Eleven and the you know the convenience is, stores. Is all vaping an e-cig? Technically, okay. e-cigs is the category. Yeah, okay. Right, and vaping but, is the subcategory. So, yeah. is what we call the little disposable so, things. That so look that's like being cigarettes. distilled down now into e-cigs. But it's actually, right, yeah. I think it's at some point it switched. There was a lot of misclassification. Yeah, I know. So Oxford Dictionary's 2014 word of the year is vape. Actually, so kind of vape became the main category. In the previous two years, I think it was selfie. So it, it and flipped, gym. and now the e-cig becomes the cigalites. And right, the vaping is everything else. And, right, Got exactly. It. And so vaping is kind of what I was talking about before. This open system. Wow. This is true. Yeah. Really the year of vaping. Wow. Vaping is it's just growing so vaping. much faster than e-cigs. It has it's so much more flexible and it's so much more powerful. Well, I think I think there was a weird social issue. You know, what is that? You hold mm-hmm. the canister up to mm-hmm. your mouth. Now now that's become cool. Yep. Right. Yeah. So it's it sort of, it, a it huge part over it. the hump and yep. that was that. I, I have a quick question. And I, I want your company to be successful because I like you guys seem very nice and and I like that it was a a true um, project built out of passion and a belief in in, in doing something. Wait to hear how we actually started it. Okay, oh, go. So, but I have you know the for 2014 the word of the year for according to Oxford Dictionary was vaping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2014 the word of the year for me was gaping. I was huge, <laughs> huge into the yeah. gaping asshole. Can, can 15 be something different, please? Well, I'm just saying, Drew. Uh, Drew, has it not been? Yes, it has been. I've been sending Drew You've these pictures of these women with the biggest assholes you've ever seen. Right. That's a new thing. I'm glad to have your company <laughs> talked about in the same sentence with that. I'm thinking it, you could actually, break is it in. just new for you? Because I'm pretty sure that's been around for no, a while. No, it's been around for a while, but yeah. I'm now just getting into it. For a year, for a, a couple years ago, it was Bukaki. Now I'm into the game. <laughs> um, I'm thinking you, maybe you could break into the adult world. Gaping vaping. As right. Gaping vaping <laughs> with a series of the biggest buttholes smoking. Right. I want to hear how they start. I, Mike, I want to see how they start. We're running out of time. I want to okay. hear how they start. Okay. Okay. So I would spend my weekends going from vape shop to vape shop. And that's the thing. There's about 5,000 of these shops and a good chunk of them are right here in L.A. Okay. And buying products for my friends. Because I knew that, you know, Omri, for example, liked a certain profile of flavors. And I knew that my other friend, Rob, he had a very different profile. You know, Omri might be into more bakery, more savory flavors. Rob is going to be into more tobacco flavors. You know, Emily is going to be into more fruit flavors. And I don't mean to stereotype Emily, but she did like fruits. Um, <laughs> it's, it's sex with Emily, Emily. She was talking about it. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I would spend my weekends going from vape shop to vape shop to vape shop buying for them because I was their expert. 
I was the essentially that barista behind the counter that knew all these different flavors and knew it was good, and I'd sit and try them all. And so by the time I had a notebook and I was doing this for, you know, a half a dozen friends or more and a notebook of all their profiles, I kind of looked at Omri and we've been looking at the space. And I said, this is the business, right? Going through and cutting through the noise that's in this <laughs> channel and actually creating a customized service for these customers. So you tell me, okay, I really, we have 16 flavor categories. You say, okay, I really like teas. I really like baked goods. I really like custards. I can't stand mint. I can't stand tobacco flavors and don't ever send me anything citrus, right? Mm -hmm. So then I have some data about you and what you like and what this you don't like. This is all on like. a website? You go to, what, this is exactly. all through our website. What's the website? Craftvapery.com. C-R-A-F-T-V-A-P-E-R-Y.com. V-A-P-E-R-Y, okay. So, you know, now I have all this data about you. I can make some intelligent decisions. So there's a lot of crap out there, right? There's literally 10,000 different flavors, if not more. And 9,000 of them suck. Right, So it was my job to go out and find the best of the best of the best. And that's essentially what we made Kraft to do, is to, to cut through all of that noise to find the best of the best and then to hand curate it for our customers. The, value so, the valuable few as opposed to the superfluous exactly. many. Right. Yeah. It's not, we're, there are plenty of discount clubs out there. Right, like My wife will clip coupons. I will wait in line to pay full boat for an iPhone. Right? Sure. Two different types of customers. Uh, this is the service for the the guy who was, would buy the iPhone. Right. Uh, essentially, we're saying you know it's price comparable with retail shops, if not cheaper. It depends on how big of a box you get from us every month, and then you give us your flavor profile, and we hand curate a box and mail it right to you. So you can get between two and six bottles a month. You can choose your nicotine strength: no nicotine, three milligrams, six, twelve, or eighteen, right up to the top. And then we say, okay, based on what Mike likes, here's a box specifically for Mike. And even if Mike and Drew had the exact same flavor profile, you might get entirely different boxes because it's handpicked for you based sure. on your history, based on what we know about you, based on what we think you're going to like. Even in the spaces between what you've yummed and yucked in your flavor profile, we can kind of say, okay, well, Mike had this last time and he really liked it. So maybe we'll get him to try this we one. We literally have time. 40 seconds, gentlemen. Well, I just honestly, I just have to say, I, I like the fact that you're not in bed with any other mega umbrella company. It, you guys are, you know, seem like stand-up dudes, and and you, you certainly present the product in a great way. Thank you. I I don't know nothing about nothing, but I do know that this has got to be better than smoking cigarettes. And if you can get millions of Americans smoking craft vapory products as opposed to cigarettes, this, this that's a great thing. Online feature sounds great too. Yeah, this yeah, it's cool great. Piece. And we we just for your for your uh, listeners, Loveline is the code. Great. So if they go to our site, they'll get twenty five percent off all e commerce purchases. Do they have to click on something? No, they just they just go through the site. They choose uh, e commerce. Oh, at purchase. the end of checkout, they put in love. Yeah, exactly. and then at perfect. checkout, put right, in love. Craft vapory.com. It's V A P E R Y and it's craft with a C. Yep. Um, guys, thank you so much. Honestly, thank you. Really very appreciate much. you coming really on the podcast. Really appreciate it. It's great. Yeah, Film Vault. Why you listen to the Film Vault? Why? Well, if you're a film lover, film enthusiast, or just curious about films. Or maybe you don't know much about movies at all, much like my partner over here. Wait a minute. The film Vault's a good place to actually uh, have some idea of what's going on around you. What if I went back and listened to old film vaults and learned about movies, and then I could be more educated for future film vaults? That's like Back to the Future type stuff right there. Ooh. I gotta go think about that. Where do I, where do I listen? Podcast one. Uh, is that O-N-E? It is. Okay. When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. 
When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes. And third, third it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states with True Car you can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.